द मेजर कॉम्पोनेंट्स ऑफ फाइनेंशियल स्ट्रेटजी दीज आर ए स्ट्रेटिंग द अक्वायरिंग कैपिटल और सोर्सेज ऑफ फंड सक्सेसफुल स्ट्रेटी इंप्लीमेंटेशन ऑफन रिक्वायर्स एडिशनल कैपिटल बिसाइड नेट प्रॉफिट फ्रॉम ऑपरेशन एंड द सेल ऑफ असेट्स टू बेसिक सोर्सेज ऑफ कैपिटल फॉर एन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन आर डेप्ट एंड इक्विटी डिटरमाइनिंग एन अप्रोप्रिएट मिक्स ऑफ डेप्ट एंड इक्विटी इज एन फर्म्स कैपिटल स्ट्रक्चर कैन बी वाइटल टू सक्सेसफुल स्ट्रेटी इंप्लीमेंटेशन थेटिकली एन इंटरप्राइज शुड हैव एनफ डेप्ट इज इन इट्स कैपिटल स्ट्रक्चर टू बूस्ट its return on investment by applying debt to products and projects earning more than the cost of the debt in low earning periods too much debt in the capital structure of an organization can endanger stockholders return and jeopardize company's survival many debt ridden real estate companies find things very difficult at the time of recession fixed debt obligations generally must be met regardless of the circumstances this does not mean that stock is issuances are always better than debt for raising capital some special stock is issued to finance strategy for implementation leading to ownership and control of the enterprise are diluted this can be a serious concern in today's business environment of hostile takeovers mergers and acquisitions the major factors regarding which strategies have to be made in includes capital structure procurement of capital and working capital borrowings reserves and surplus as a source of funds and relationship with lenders banks and financial institutions strategies related to the sources of funds are important since they determine how financial resources will be made available for the implementation of strategies organizations have a range of alternatives regarding the sources of funds while one company may rely on external borrowings other may follow a policy of internal financing b projected financial statements or budgets as an effective tool to implement financial strategy projected pro forma financial statement analysis is a central strategy implementation technique because it allows an organization to examine the expected results of various actions and approaches this type of analysis can be used to forecast the impact of various implementation decisions for example to increase promotion expenditure by 50% to support the market development strategy to increase salaries by 25% to support the market penetration strategy to increase research and development expenditures by 70% to support product development or to sell common stock to raise capital for diversification nearly all financial institution require a projected financial statement whenever a business seeks capital a pro forma income statement and balance sheet allow an organization to compute projected financial ratios under various strategy implementation scenarios when compared to previous years and to industry averages financial ratios provide valuable insights into the feasibility of various strategy implementation approaches as a result of the governance challenges companies today are being much more diligent in preparing projected financial statements in a reasonable manner rather than too optimistically a financial budget is also a document that details how funds will be obtained and spent for a specific period of time annual budgets are most common although the period of time for a budget can range from one day to more than 10 years fundamentally financial budgeting is a method for specifying what must be done to complete strategy implementation successfully financial budgeting should not be thought of as a tool for limiting expenditures but rather than as a method for obtaining the most productive and profitable use of an organization's resources financial budgets can be viewed as the planned allocation of a firm's resources based on forecast of the future there are several types of financial budgets used by different organizations 
Some common types of budgets include cash budgets, operating budgets, sales budgets, profit budgets, factory budgets, capital budgets, expenses budgets, divisional budgets, variable flexible budgets, and fixed budgets. When an organization is experiencing financial difficulties, budgets are especially important in guiding strategy implementation. Financial budgets have also limitations. First, first, budgetary programs can become so detailed that they are cumbersome and overly expensive. Over budgeting and under budgeting can cause problems. Second, financial budgets can become a substitute for objectives. A budget is a tool and not an in, in, in itself. Third, budgets can hide inefficiencies if based solely on precedent rather than on periodic evaluation of circumstances and standards. Finally, budgets are sometimes used as instruments of trainery that result in frustration, resentment, abstinence, and high turnover. To minimize the effect of this last concern, managers should increase the participation of subordinates in preparing budgets. C. Strategizing Utilization of Management of Funds Plans and policies for the usage of funds deal with investment or asset mix decisions. The important factors regarding which plans and policies are to be made are capital investment, fixed asset acquisition, current assets, loan and advances, dividend decisions, and relationship with shareholders. Usage of funds is important since it relates to the efficiency and effectiveness of resources utilization in the process of strategy implementation. Implementation of projects in pursuance of expansion strategies typically results in increase in the capital work in progress and current assets. If plans and policies are not clear, the usage of funds would be inefficient, leading to a less than an optimum utilization of resources. The management of funds is another important area of financial strategies. It basically deals with decisions related to the systematic aspects of financial management. The major factors regarding which plans and policies related to the management of funds have to be made are the systems of finance, accounting, and budgeting, management control system, cash credit and risk management, cost control and reduction, and tax planning and advantages. The management of funds can play a pivotal role in strategy implementation as it aims at the conservation and optimum utilization of funds objective, which are central to any strategic action. Organizations can implement strategies of stability, growth or retrenchment cannot escape the rigorous of a proper management of funds. In fact, good management of funds often creates the difference between a strategically successful and unsuccessful company. For instance, Gujarat Ambuja Cements, currently a highly profitable cement company in the country, has achieved tremendous financial success primarily on the basis of its policies of cost control. This company has been particularly successful in maintaining a low cost of power which is a major input in cement manufacturing. Financial plans and policies however present a dilemma before management. The priorities of management may often conflict with those of shareholders. It is the responsibility of the strategies to minimize the conflict of interest between the management and the shareholders. D. Evaluation the worth of a business. Evaluating the worth of a business is central to the strategy implementation because integrative, intensive, and diversification strategies are often implemented by acquiring other firms. Other strategies such as retrenchment may result in the sale of division of a firm itself. Thousands of transactions occur in each year in which businesses are bought or sold. In all these cases, it is necessary to establish the financial worth or cash value of a business to successfully implement strategies. Various approaches for determining a business's worth can be grouped into three main approaches. The first approach in evaluating the worth of a business is determining its net worth or stakeholders' equity. Net 
worth represents the sum of common stock additional paid in capital and retaining earnings after calculating net worth add or subtract an appropriate amount for goodwill and overvalued or undervalued assets this total provides a reasonable estimate of a firm's monetary value the second approach to measuring the value of a firm grows out of the belief that the worth of any business should be based largely on the future benefits of its owner may derive through net profit a conservative rule of thumb is that to establish a business's worth as five times the firm's current annual profit a five year average profit level could also be used the third approach letting the market determine the business's worth involves three methods first base the firm's worth on the selling price of a similar company a potential problem however is that, is that sometimes comparable figures are not easy to locate the second approach is called the price earnings ratio method to use this method divide the market price of the firm's common stock by the annual earnings per share and multiply this number by the firm's average net income for the past 5 years the third approach can be called the outstanding shares method to use this method simply multiply the number of shares outstanding by the market price per share and add up premium the premium is simply a per share amount that a person or firm is willing to pay to control acquire the other company